Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last 10 years. And the most fulfilling part of what I do is when I help other women within the workplace get promoted, which is why I started coaching in 2019 and helping women who weren't in the same company as me. If you wanna grow within your current role, be seen as a leader amongst your team and eventually get promoted into a larger role, this podcast is for you. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take that action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. I am so happy to be here with you today. We got so much snow last night here in Utah. It is crazy and I'm so excited about it. I love the snow and I'm hoping to take a personal day on Friday and go hit the slopes. I get a season pass to a local ski resort and I love going snowboarding. It really is something that clears my mind, helps me feel so much peace. And, um, it's just something that I have loved since I was really young and know that that is needed in my life. So figuring out for you, what does that look like for what is going to help kind of bring that calm, that peace. Maybe it's sitting outside and enjoying a little bit of that cooler air this time of year, uh, depending on where you're at. Maybe it's that cup of hot chocolate or coffee or, you know, sitting by your Christmas tree. If you celebrate Christmas, those are, you know, small things that I love to do that can take some time out of my day for me. I also love listening to audible books and, expanding my own knowledge and in, in my leadership skills. I love hearing different opinions and, and point of views that I can start taking on and seeing what works for me. All right. First and foremost, I did want to mention something that is on my heart is that I am helping to support a couple of families for the holidays. It was on my heart this year to reach out and see how I could help because in years past, I haven't had sometimes extra cash or the ability to support a family. And this year I have some extra funds. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to offer locally to see how I can support at least one family and ended up feeling like uh, I wanted to offer to help support two families. I felt like I could do that based on their needs. And then it was kind of in my mind of, you know, reach out to your community. It doesn't hurt to reach out and and ask for that help. I talk about it all the time and in different ways, right? Asking for help. And uh, this is a little bit different and it was kind of out of my comfort zone to ask for money from other people because that's not something I've done in the past to say, hey, donate to me and I'll go help these other families. Well, I posted on Facebook, which I am never on Facebook. Like, seriously, hardly ever. I didn't think anyone was going to see my post. And in a matter of an hour or two, I had almost a hundred dollars in donations and honestly am overwhelmed with gratitude. And I could just can't, I don't even have words for it. Honestly, I'm seriously so grateful. 
And, um, one of my friends had reached out and said, Hey, I want to help in my group. She has a group. She also has the same name as me and same spelling. Uh, her group is called Nicole's fun finds. So if you like great deals and, uh, love jumping in on that kind of quick action on different deals that she has going on a uh, great place to be. She does affiliate marketing through her Facebook and, uh, is great for you because you get a discount on different products that you would normally buy in a day-to-day, but you just get them at a discount. So she said, Hey, my community is amazing. I would love to help you out as well. And, you know, in years past, I've created lists on Amazon registries, and then it ships directly to you to deliver to these families. So we put a list together of different things that these families would need. And people, you can see they're already starting to to purchase those items that are on that list. And again, I cannot say how grateful and thankful I am for people who feel that they can give a little bit, you know, it might feel overwhelming to take on an entire family or several families. But when you feel like, oh, I have an extra $15, I could buy some socks for these children who are in need, who their parents are barely getting by and likely wouldn't be able to give their kids much of a Christmas at all had, had there not been people who want to step up and help. So I wanted to uh, share that if you are tuning in within the next week or so, I would love for you to go over to Instagram. That's where I'm going to be posting on my stories about the links to Amazon. But if you prefer a monetary donation, you can head over to Venmo. My Venmo is at Nicole Harrop. No, no periods in there. I know in my Instagram, it's Nicole.Harrop, but over on Venmo, it's Nicole Harrop. So go check that out. I'd love for you if you feel so inclined to help support uh, these local families. My plan is to get everything together. Hopefully it's here by Christmas Eve. Some of the things that I think are shipping show a little bit delayed, but we'll still give them to the families afterwards, even if that's needed. But my plan is to get everything together. Once I have the monetary donations and the physical gifts, go purchase all the things. I'll take a big picture of the different gifts that everyone has helped pitch in on and share that as well. Because for me, I know when I help pitch in on those things, it's kind of nice to see your little uh, donation, how that helped uh, make something so, so great. Those small donations are so helpful. So even if you had a few dollars to give, I will more than happily um, put that to good use for these families for grocery gift cards and gas gift cards. Some of those necessities that, you know, sometimes we don't really think about people who are struggling to, to get food on their table. All right. So let's jump into today's content. I am over on Quora.com. It's Q-U-O-R-A. And someone had referenced this to me through a blog that I read, and I am still trying to get the hang of exactly how to best utilize it, honestly. But if I have some free time, I'll go over there and answer questions. I get these answer requests and I usually have um, several. I don't even know how people would select me or if it's an automatic thing. I don't quite know. But if there is a question in their career related that I can answer, I try to do so. And sometimes I'll link a podcast episode that's helpful or uh, simply respond with how I think that they could or I simply respond with advice on how they can approach a certain situation. So 
one of the questions that I got over there was about how to dress for a virtual interview. And I thought that was such a great question because what do you wear in a virtual interview? It can make a difference. And again, it's those small things. I wrote an article over on medium.com about how to prepare for your phone interview. I hope that it's helpful and impactful for anyone who's doing those phone interviews, but sometimes you get after that phone interview and you don't even realize some of those little tiny nuances that can help improve your phone interview. So if you're at that stage, check out that link. It's linked in my website as well. But if you go over to medium.com, you can likely search my name and find my content there. But what do you do when you get to that next stage of a virtual interview? How does that look? You know, is the company, what's that going to look like? And again, it's always advice that you can take, take it or leave it uh, or adjust it. That's going to be best for you. So my thought to this person who reached out for help is, Hey, it never hurts to ask the recruiter what the dress code is like. If they were on site and now they are completely virtual, has that dress code changed? Is it more casual? Likely for my company, I'm usually a little bit more business on top and I am usually yoga pants on the bottom with a blanket because I'm always cold in my office. But what does that look like for these different companies and where you work? So if they are going to be on site, if you're interviewing virtually, but you're going to end up being on site for part or for full time, whatever that looks like, it's helpful to clarify with the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever you have contact with to see what the dress code is like. If you're not quite sure and you still want to get connected with someone, it's helpful to reach out on LinkedIn, go find other people who would be in your similar position. And it's not a bad thing to reach out and say, Hey, I have a video interview coming up. I want to show up as my best. And I wanted to make sure that I was on the same page with the dress code. Could you share some more about what your dress code is and get some feedback from these different team members? Now, of course, take it with a grain of salt. You could have someone that, you know, would decide to steer you in the wrong direction. Hopefully that does not happen, but you never know and go from there. So I like to dress similar or a little bit of a step up. So if someone said it was casual dress, I would probably still wear a nicer top that is still a little bit casual, but a little bit dressy to a degree. And I say that because you still want to come off as professional. You want to feel confident. I don't necessarily recommend wearing a basic t-shirt if it's something where maybe you are going to be customer facing and would need to potentially wear a button up shirt or for women, maybe it's a nicer blouse. So considering what would you be wearing when you're customer facing, or what would you be wearing if you were in the corporate office and dress in that similar regard? I think if you overdress, and in this case, this gentleman asked, should I wear a suit and tie? I think that that can potentially set a different tone that there is not as much awareness about the different role or the company. Let's say this company has 
pictures all over their website or all over their Instagram of their team members. And they are all very casual jeans and t-shirts and like sneakers. And maybe let's say it's a sneaker company where everyone is wearing athletic wear. If you showed up in a suit and tie, that might feel like you are not aware of the type of position or the type of people that you'd be working with or serving. Uh, So I want to bring that up because some people think, oh yeah, wear a suit and tie. Like, I don't know where that advice initially came from. Uh, For women, it would be dressing in like full business wear, maybe a suit um, yourself, a nice blazer. But I, I don't recommend that. I recommend talking with the hiring manager, figuring out what that looks like. Hey, what's What's the dress code typically like for this company when you do meet up? I know that you're all virtual right now, but when you meet up, is there, is it business casual? Is it casual? What does that look like? How would you like me to uh, consider, or you could say, I am looking for some additional information so that I can show up at my best for this interview that I have coming up that I'm really excited about. So I wanted to go over a little bit of that with you today because Sometimes I think we heard some piece of advice with resumes. There was a section at the top that people would put as an objective and it always felt kind of weird to me, but I thought that's what everyone does. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, I always challenge you to think of how does this fit for me? Does that feel right? And if not, how can we adjust it? And what is this company looking for? What are their goals? What are, what's their mission and their vision that likely is going to be shared on their website? How can you get a good feel of what that might look like as far as the way you dress, the way that you show up in your confidence? I think that can be very helpful as well. Dressing, of course, to feel confident and at your best, but I wanted to share at least the basics when approaching your interview, because Of course, there are so many other intricacies with your interview as far as, you know, if you're wearing some jewelry that is really distracting or, you know, lipstick that ends up getting on your teeth, things like that, that can potentially be a distraction. Something even as simple as uh, bracelets. I've had people who come in and interview and talk a lot with their hands, but they had these large bangle bracelets that were constantly clanking together when they were speaking, which then distracted me from what they were actually saying. So how do you show up as your best, most confident self that still is authentic to you as well? You're not just dressing for the part to be someone who fits in. You want to make sure that who you are at your core is going to be a good fit for that company. All right. That's all I have for you today. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it, and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.